We are back. We are back. Eugene and Andrea here. All right, all right. Talking about what's black love got to do with it. And so far, the answer is still everything. <laughs> uh, today, we are talking about why considering the context is important. Please make sure that you visit what's uh, webuildlegacy.com so you can download your copy of What's Black Love Got to Do With It. Definitely. And also go to our YouTube page. We build legacy and uh, please subscribe and hit that notification button. Absolutely. We're talking about context because context is king. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I didn't even get to my points, all of my points with the last one. So I might throw some in when we start talking about everything. But I just want you to know, listen, context means something. Why is all this stuff important? Why is it important where all this stuff started? You know, we always talking about, well, I ain't gonna say we, but I'm, we talk about African liberation, liberation of black people all over this planet. I said this in a part coming up, but it is okay. Cause I'm gonna start now saying it. It's okay. If the story of black people begins with black people on the continent of Africa. And so we need to understand how this context affects, affected us. How did it affect what we think is right, what we think is wrong about our relationships. And so that's what we're talking today about today. Why considering the context is important. We'll see you on the other side. Why considering the context is important. As stated earlier, people attempt to hold on to the traditional constructs of marriage gender roles for different reasons. Some non-religious people hold tightly to the predetermined concepts of manhood and womanhood, even though they're based in, on religious laws and ideals that they do not agree with. English settlers brought these practices to this land hundreds of years ago, and they were largely based on the religious expressions of the monarchy of England which at the time was considered to be the head of the Church of England. Why do I mention this connection between marriage laws and the monarchy of England in a commentary about Black love? It is to encourage you to allow yourself to rethink or think again about your beliefs about men and women in romantic partnerships. It is also an effort to encourage you to consider whether your beliefs about the roles of men and women are universal truths or the personal truths of individuals who, at the time, had the power to spread their personal beliefs broadly and create laws to uphold them. At that time, the people trusted the kings and queens of England to be their spokespersons for God much as the Pope is for the Catholic Church today. With each new monarch, there was new doctrine added or subtracted about how their subjects worshiped God and carried on their daily lives. Some might say that it is 
It was the epitome of making God in one's own image. Are the convictions about marriage that have been passed down from those monarchs working in your favor? And if people have been making laws that are not universal truths, then why are some so fearful, fearful, fearful to reevaluate their personal situations and realign themselves with ideals that work towards their highest good? In the U.S., the laws of the land often hold the same stature as religious texts do for some people. For those who want to minimize slavery, explain inexplicable actions of individuals that have gone unpunished, or why a thing is permissible one day and not permissible the next day, the easiest answer pertains to whether that thing was legal at the time or not. I heard a journalist say that the law is like the national religion of the U.S. And I agree. One major difference to organized religions, however, is that the laws are constantly changing and redefining our realities. I cannot imagine that any of our African ancestors arrived on this land involuntarily and then voluntarily chose to surrender their names, their cultures, their languages, their family lineage or rites and ceremonies around birth, death, or marriage. For their descendants, the freedom to embrace what has been lost, stolen, surrendered, and forgotten is a privilege and an opportunity to honor their resilience and sacrifice. Considering these contexts around pre-colonial gender roles and relationships in Africa and allowing that knowledge to inform how we live our lives today has the ability to free us in our relationships and so many other areas of our lives as well. I tell you, I tell you. You are not going to read the whole. You... <laughs> if you guys saw That's us in the one. background oh while the reading was taking place in much authority, I mean, Dr. Dula was reading, Andrea was reading that with much conviction. I mean, the whole reading on taking into context was was uh, was very valuable. Um, I started off with just ahead. like, what are you holding on to and why? That's the question. Mm, yeah. What is it that you hold on to and why? Now, this is once again, not an effort to say that what you holding on to is wrong. We all have our family traditions. This is how we do it in my family. In my family, you know, um, I've people got me because I use my maiden name as my middle name, legally changed it to my middle name. And people are like, oh, that's not how you do it. But I hold on to it because my mama took, you know, changed her name, kept her maiden name and, and made it her middle. My grandma did it. That's how we do it in our family. At least know why you're doing what you're doing. What are you holding on to and why are you doing it? You know, that reminds me of the story of the uh, the mother who asked the, 
the grandmother right. while she was <laughs> cutting the chicken cutting, in half and, whatever. and then yeah. throwing the half of it away. She's like, I don't know. Go ask your great grandmother. Yeah, go ask. Grandma, why did you take the chicken and cut it in half and throw it out? She's like a ham or something. Right, something a ham or something. To get like, in the oven. Oh, baby, I just threw. I was taking it out and and, and pushing it to the side because it all wouldn't fit in the oven. Exactly. And we're doing some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing it out of practice. Uh, out of practice of what was passed down. And some of the context that these things are based in, based in mm-hmm. is not African, it's more Eurocentric. And uh, it's important to realize and understand that our context as Africans do not start here in America. They do not start Whether you're here talking about the continent or the diaspora, we are African people. Our history does not start with what they have decided to record here. Now, let me read what I was, what she oh didn't want gosh. me to read. As the convictions about marriage that have been passed down from those monarchs working in your, uh, were they working in your favor? And if people have been making laws that are not universal truths, then why are some so fearful to reevaluate their personal situations and realign themselves with ideas that work toward their highest good? I think a lot of it is pressure. I want to say fear. this Please, as, he's, as he's saying this, because I always forget to say this. If you have comments, we want to read what your thoughts are about this. Yes. Put your comments in, in, in the bottom. What That question that I had, what are you holding on to and why? I want to know what you're holding on to about relationships. And I want to know why you're holding on to it. I want to hear how your process is going through this. And that is so true. Like, is this working to our highest good? Like, seriously, a thing that might work to my highest good is not going to necessarily work to the next person's highest good. And I'll even say this, babe. Even as I go back and and reclaim and, and hold on to things, I understand that because of how all of our practices and culture and all of that was taken away, there's no way to get some things back. And we have to just mourn it and move on. Yes. But in there is a gift. In there is a... Is an opportunity, okay? And there is an opportunity. You know what? When I go um, and 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 um, I'm in South Africa or I'm talking with other people, there are very distinctive family practices, things that are done very distinct, very distinct. That is just as how it's been done for forever, especially as I always say around birth. And if you go back and look into the research to understand that as an African culture. There wasn't a one monolithic idea and yeah, approach and we to marriage. Yeah, and we weren't stagnant. It wasn't. <laughs> you had some that had a head of household, or there you or, go, jump or, into the other part. I'm sorry, again. but then you had those that were uh, uh, more hybrid. I know I'm getting into it. You are and like all over. Some, it. Yes, some uh, marriages structures that were egalitarian, or I'm going to go ahead and say the word because I love it because it's brought up as co-regions, Woo. where where the where the man and the woman rule together. And so to understand that that was a part of your culture and a part of your heritage, you should be all right to work with your wife in unison in order to press forward the vision or the uh, the idea that you want to have um, and allow that legacy to be built for your next generation. Because the way you're trying to do it because of what mama and Nathan did 
doesn't is not working effectively for right now. your particular relationship, your particular particular ideas, and your particular particular uh, personality structure, and what you're trying to establish. So don't be afraid of the peer pressure or the what other family or or organizations or ideas. Be true to yourself. Yeah. Let's fall away from that cognitive dissonance yes. and run to a cognitive justice related hey. to finding out what's important to us. That's at the beginning. Go back and look at, listen to those videos. That's at the beginning. Talking about going from cognitive dissonance and that thinking one way, but your, your actions being another to cognitive justice and being able to have more than just that one way of looking at things. You know that that situation that you guys are going through doesn't fit your particular idea of thoughts and wavelengths That's right. uh, and energy within life. Stop trying to put this square peg into a you circle hole. I know I'm telling it all, but I just, I just feel eager because I know that there are young black folks. There are couples out there. There are individuals that are trying to excel in life, yes, trying to excel babe. in their relationships. We talk about kinships, yep. partnerships, yep. Uh, all type of relationships, the courtship, courtships, yeah. the uh, leadership, get, apprenticeship, all of the ships. All the ships. <laughs> We got to look at the context from which we're de de deriving our foundation on. And if it doesn't work and it doesn't fit, don't argue with anybody. Do your research, read, and then begin to celebrate yourself. And I, I know you're going to get me. Uh, Be self-determined. You know, determined. You know what? I'm not dealing with Be self-determined to, to name yourself, yourself create for yourself, yourself, create yourself, speak for yourself, speak for yourself, <laughs> find that to be okay with you. And that's been tough throughout our marriage it because has. It has. when I decided, you know, to do a special thing or he decided, you know, often we were the only cheerleaders that we had. We didn't have the evidence of what we do now, a 25 year old, a 20, well, at the time of this recording, 25, 23, 18 and 16. You know, to have my sons to, that they actually will call us. They know where, look, this is, you know, you know, Spirit said, call you and ask you about this. Uh, I, I want to get your wisdom on something to call, to call, to know that they can get assistance, to know they can get help. Teach. But the way that we got there was doing things a little bit different than the way that it was, was done for us. And we were always like, man, y'all up here tripping. We didn't get the we ain't get to express ourselves like this at all. And we trying to be different with y'all and y'all still ungrateful, you know, and y'all still not figuring. But in, we kept working at what our ideals were. We had a thing and it was, you know what? If our sons are going to learn how to stand up and assert for themselves in this white supremacist society. Teach. They're going to learn how to speak for themselves here at home first. And we're going to teach them how to without the anger, without the this. We're going to teach them how to 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 state their case when it is appropriate, when they need to learn how to yield to authorities, because we would steal these authorities over them. How do you approach someone in a hierarchical setting? We did all those things and it paid off. Yes. So yeah. the context is important. Teach. and. We're going to get ready to go, but I, what stood out to me, too, was when, when uh, the part where it was talking about, you know, don't, you know, they added and subtract the stuff the way they want it. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> people been, you know, people always talk about don't add or subtract from the word of God. Listen, do your research. Just read. They've been adding and subtracting since the since it was first written. 
Just stop saying things that you heard somebody say. Stop doing stuff just because you heard somebody. I'm encouraging you. Use this resource. And if you, and, yes. and guess what? Come back to this video and say, you know what? You weren't right about that. I looked it up and you weren't right. I, listen, I will humbly say, you know what? If you are right and if you found something that contradicts what I researched, I am not too hard to say so. But stop just taking what people say. Whose truth is this? This thing that you can't question. Whose is it? Who first said it was the universal truth? Talk. And did when they needed to change it, did they change it? Huh. Stop playing with me. We want to encourage you guys, please, if you got questions, you got comments on what you've heard and it's uh, been insightful for you. I got one more thing to say. My favorite <laughs> example, my all-time favorite example. I'm sorry. No, please. My all-time favorite example is common law marriage. Mm. Even in the other previous part of the text, it was like, if I stand and say, they said, and before, what is it, 1552, I think it was, mm -hmm. in, in England, we married. Come on here. You marry me, I marry you. That was your... That was it. That was your marital... Uh, that was it. Contract. That was it. And don't get me... I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait to that part of the book. But don't get me started. These There are still people on the continent, even our traditional wedding we had in South Africa. Mama Maureen was like, what kind of wedding you want? Traditional? You want You just want to say you got married here? You want? We. They brought people from the community. They asked, are you being forced to marry? You know, it's a whole nother thing that we will get to in another part. But I'm just saying, listen, all of these laws change. And so now we make a big deal about whether someone, are you married to him or so-and-so? Common law marriage. Do you know there's still common, there's still states that observe common law marriages. They have never gone to the courthouse. They have never stood before a God and man. They've never stood in the church house and their marriages are still considered legitimate. And I even say, I talk about my big mama, my my father's mom, he remembers all he said, all of us were born. And one day, uh, my great grandmother, she's like, y'all really need to go ahead and do it according to, you know, go ahead and 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 uh because granny was staying with them. You say, y'all just need to go ahead because the laws are changing. And Papa was much older than Big Mama was. And he's like, you know, I don't want anything to happen, and you're not considered married in a legal stand because she had had all these children for him, seven or eight of them, whatever. And now you can die and they will say you have, you know, they, that that was a, a legitimate relationship. Come on, people. Come right? on. So laws, I'm just saying. Laws changing books. Changing, all, and they still do that today they in still 2020. Do it. And Come I asked now. my daddy, I said, daddy, so what was different? He said, I remember they went to. Some little country place, Utah. Well, but I don't know where they went. Some Utah, Alabama. I don't know. I'm probably getting that wrong. Union Spring, something around there. He said they came and they put the marriage license on the wall. He pointed to where it was on the wall. And I said, Daddy, was it different after you know they got married than before? He said, No, it was nothing different. He said it was just now by the law standards, you're married. He said, but that didn't change anything in our home because we already had a family structure in our home. We already, this was daddy. This was mama. 
we this was our family. And there we go again with the legitimizing of our union. The law. Why are we continually you, following and assimilating instead of considering to... Now, now that doesn't ahead. mean we don't value marriage. We've been married for 26 years. That's right. This is not about... I have to. You have to keep saying it because people will pick one little clip. You're right. And, 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 and say, they said, I don't, I don't have to get married. I'm not telling you what to do at all. Teach. You're grown. You're grown. What we are doing, what we are doing is challenging you and how to think you build. everything. That's right. Yeah. Come on, say it. Think so please uh, comment below. We would love to get back with you. And don't forget to get your copy of What's Black Love Got to Do With It yes. at WeBuildLegacy.com. It is a free download, yes. free resource for you to go through with you, yourself, your loved ones. And to uh, uh, just, I hope you guys get something great out of this particular teaching. So we hope to yeah. see you really, really soon. See you next time on the next one. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>